2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Jovial, caring, wacky. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. NBA draft last night. The Bucks walk away with Marjan Beauchamp from the NBA G League Ignite team. They also walk away, reportedly, with Hugo Besson, a Frenchman who played with the New Zealand Breakers last year in the uh Australian League. So we'll find out if he ever suits up here. They traded back into the draft. They had a second-round pick, remember, and then uh, Woj stole it from them when he early reported that the Bucks were going to get Bogdanovich, and then they never did. And then they claimed tampering. That was so stupid. There's so much tampering in the league. It's like how—Evan Mobley's brother got drafted by the Cavs. You tell me there was no tampering Tampering. there ever? He should lose a pick. He drafted his brother. They played together at USC, and now they're together in Cleveland. he lose a pick for tampering. Also, the Brewers won yesterday. We asked people yesterday if they thought they were going to make the playoffs. Uh, Tim Shea, you have the results of that poll. I do. Uh, 31% said no. Mm. Hmm. I wonder if we should ask it today. Because we asked (laughs) it after a Brewers loss to the Cardinals. Yes. No. And we're now the Brewers we're... beat the Cardinals. So now there might be some more excitement and energy over this team here. But then we'll see what happens tonight. You know, if the Blue Jays come in here and sock fifteen home runs on us over three days. How many uh how many home runs has Vlad hit this weekend? Uh, well, I think he's gonna I think
0: he's gonna pop let's set the under over at two and a half. I think you gotta set the over. Well, Do you think we go? You higher? gotta set the over under at one and a half. One and a half. Okay. He's obviously hitting one. Over. Way over. Then. You know what? He hits three. Three. One eight. each day. Oh one oh Oh, a, a little Hunter Renfro style. Yep. yep. Hmm. Brewers still win two of three.
3: <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, if you if you ever wanted to to catch a home run ball, go this weekend. Yeah. They because they got a lineup. Do they still have Brett Lowry? Remember him? No, they oh. don't. Uh, they 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 do not remember. And then the Brewers remember, brought him back. Remember when he went nuts on an umpire? Yeah. Remember when the Brewers brought him back? Yeah. Like recently, like a couple years ago, and they had him down in their lab or whatever they call it, and they tried to see if they could figure anything out. I'm Bart Winkler again. That's Tim Shea, 414-799-1250. You can uh, give us a call. You can also tweet us twelve fifty a.m. The Fan you also have the opportunity with the hashtag BART tickets to let us know which draft pick you were the most excited about. Now, this could be any sport. This could be basketball. This could be uh, baseball. This could be football. You have your chance to win four tickets to Summerfest, summerfest summerfest.com. It's underway starting last night. You can check it out uh, again this weekend, throughout the weekend, into the following two weekends as well. But we still have your chance to win tickets. Still, tweet us. Use the hashtag BART tickets. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan, and then uh, the guys on The Fan Afternoon Show will have another chance at tickets. But our question is, what's the most excited you've ever been for a draft pick? And, again, it could be any sport. I haven't really looked through these much. I think the one I'm seeing the most of
0: is Glenn Robinson. Interesting. I'm seeing a lot of big dog here, number one pick, of course. We had a Glenn call in who, again, didn't want to go on the radio. Don't ask me why. But his... He told me his favorite thing, or his favorite draft uh, pick, was the coin flip in 71 for Lou L. Cinder. Wow, and
3: yeah, yeah, Bucks was, franchise
0: altered with the coin flip. You're he right. was very excited about that. I asked him, why don't you tell Bart? He goes, no, I don't want to go on the air, but but that's my favorite one. I said, okay, okay, Glenn. How early, so you pick up the phones, how early in the call do the
3: people say, I don't want to go on the air? Right away. <laughs> right away. Yes. Say,
0: then, then, so what you need to say is. Uh, oh, trust me. I, I tell them. Are you sure? Come on. Let's get you on. No, no, no. Don't be a salesman. Okay. Say, I, I will not say your, your statement then? No, no, no. Don't do
3: okay. that. All right. All right. You call me. Pretend to call me. Hello, Bart Winkler Show. Hey, Bart. I don't want to go on the air, but. Oh, uh, okay. All t- right. Okay. Hold on just a second. I got to get somebody else real quick. I'll be right with you. Put him on hold. Uh-huh. Then you tell me, hey, there's a guy who doesn't want to be on air. He's on hold. And then I then <laughs> put them on air. Force them on air. You really want me to do that? I think I do. Okay. You know, this the show is all if there's one thing this show is about that I try to do, it's facing your fears. And so, you know, if you you're so close, you've picked up the phone, that's half the battle. <laughs> you called in, you're willing to talk to somebody on the other end. You're so close, you're so close. Just come on the air. You don't know the rewards it will reap you. Friends will hear you. You'll be a star amongst your circle.
0: Exactly. Did I, Hey, hey hey? did I hear you on the Bart Wonkler show today? Well, as a matter of fact, he did. Well, then I called him out because he goes, well, I'm driving and I don't want to talk. I go, you're already talking to me, Glenn. You're already talking, Glenn. So, Glenn,
3: call back. Uh, let's see. Chuck says, for baseball, it was Prince Fielder. And for football, it was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, a lot of Prince Fielder ones coming, too. I don't know, man. With Rodgers, I don't know that excitement was the word I got. Because Chuck says, yes, I was looking forward to the future. When Rodgers was drafted. I like your reaction. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, I remember we were watching the draft. I was at a college house in Madison. It was a Saturday. It just used to be Saturdays. So, you know, you get the keg, and then you fill out, everybody, here's a piece of paper. Fill out who you think your top 32 is going to be. And then uh, if you're wrong, you got to take a shot, man.
0: You know, For everyone, you're wrong. So, (laughs) when
3: did Rodgers get drafted? Like, 3 in the
0: afternoon, we're all cooked.
3: Uh, But Rodgers, once the Raiders, was it the Raiders that didn't take him or the Redskins? There was a team that didn't take him in, like, the late teens. And then you knew, oh, he's going to follow us. He's going to follow us. Do you take him? Because Rodgers was supposed to – this wasn't a Jordan Love situation. He could have been the number one pick easily. He should have been the number one pick. Yeah, went to Alex Smith. The video that I keep referencing, because I have not seen this until, like, the last two years. I didn't see it at the time. Rodgers and Alex Smith both both went to Letterman's show the night before, and they threw footballs outside trying to get it through, like – like a fire staircase in one of the buildings near the studios and Rogers was like perfect at it. And then Alex Smith couldn't hit anything. And that was your side right there. Like I've never (laughs) seen that. I'll go look it up. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Rogers is the guy you want to draft here. But so he falls, he falls, he falls. And I wasn't jumping up and down. It was just like a lot of, all right, let's strap in. This is going to be an interesting couple of years here in green Bay. Um, I certainly didn't like go into the draft thinking we were going to get him. I didn't think, oh, I want this quarterback from Cal who throws weird, you know, because they had to change his motion. So I was, I wouldn't say excited. It was, there was some okay, did we just draft the next guy, but you still had Favre, and you know, at that point, when the Packers drafted Love, we still were all like, hey, Rogers is the guy as long as he wants to be. When the Packers drafted Rogers, I think a lot of us were already tired of Favre. He'd already been doing the willy, won't he? for two three years before that and then he continued to do it until the Packers finally had enough so I don't know that excitement was the word Uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Pfeiffer has tweeted us he says that's easy
0: Brandon Jennings all day can he win I don't think so okay okay Brandon Jennings
3: Brandon Jennings was fun because he got drafted, was there, yeah. but then didn't come out on stage to like 17 picks later. He just kind of wandered on stage and they're like, oh, uh, uh, by the way, David Stern's like, oh, oh, by the way, uh, uh Brandon Jennings is here. Ah, so that was fun. I saw one for TJ Ford. TJ Ford was exciting because at that time, it looked like Jordan was going to buy the team. And TJ Ford was apparently rumored to be Michael Jordan's pick. So, that was something. Uh, Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker was drafted. That was exciting, too. That was exciting. Wiggins or Embiid or Parker. And now look. Embiid's. One of the best in the league. Wiggins is a champion. I don't even know where Parker is. I'm pretty sure he's still with Boston, or he re-signed. Yes. And that's where we're at. I mean, that's so sad with Jabari Parker. That you have to look up where he is. He's only 27. Bucks, Bulls, Wizards, Hawks, Kings, Celtics. Boy, he's been around. Well, he's having the same career that Michael Beasley had. Because Michael Beasley also went number two and then bounced around to a bunch of different teams. They are having the same career after injury. So Beasley's 33, and he's been with the Heat, Timberwolves, Suns, Heat, Shanghai Sharks, Heat, Shangdong, Golden Stars, Rockets, Bucks, Knicks, Lakers, Guangdong, Southern Tigers, and now he's playing, the last place he played was uh, Puerto Rico. Now he's in the big three. Man, Jabari at 27 could be in the big three league within the next – three years spark guy four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. 1250
4: what's up dude i'm talking good drafts i remember a memorable one for me was was the they traded marbury for allen right is that how it worked i remember that when i was at when they got allen that's how they got him right in a trade
3: yeah he was drafted by the timberwolves
4: yep and so if you recall i don't know maybe you're fond of like that but the bucks used to have big draft parties so being at those draft parties in the nineties and that's the nice thing about the Bucks now, there's no need for a draft party. But back then they'd have the Lore Bowl, the Bradley Center filled, and I just remember it was a very volatile night. People were pretty upset that they traded Barbary. And it was uh pretty back and forth. So it's a good pro- progression of Bucks uh, basketball that we don't have to have draft parties anymore, right? Like I mean you watch a draft but it's not the crown jewel of the franchise, you know?
3: No, in the 90s, uh, so when I grew up in Fond du Lac, there were definitely Bucks draft parties. It's just you had to know the one guy, and you had to know the basement to sneak in, and there was a secret code. Because uh, knowing the Bucks and liking the Bucks publicly was frowned upon in, uh, in Fond du Lac at the time, because they were no good. Also, yeah, Milwaukee's like the- a big, scary city.
4: I feel like the team draft parties have have gone by the wayside, especially now with social media, because the last thing the team wants is to have the excitement of picking their, announcing their draft, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, 15,000 people are booing. Like, I don't see that. They don't show that on the drafts anymore, do they? They used to show, like, groups of fans, especially NFL, but, like, they do it at the, at the stadium, but not specifically, like, we're going to condense one group of fans. Like the Jets always did it in New York. They don't do that anymore. I think they know it's going to look bad. Everyone's going to boo. Everyone always boos.
3: Yeah, well, we're just a microwave society these days. What can you do for me lately? We booed too quickly. I've always said it, Spark Guy.
4: But that was a good one. Ray Allen, I mean that worked out. So that was always my favorite. I don't know. That was that was a that was a memorable uh draft for me. And like I said, it turned out to go pretty well even though everybody booed. So
3: Well I appreciate the call. Uh you do not win the tickets though. It's a Twitter contest, so sorry.
4: Oh, yeah. Dang it. I'm I'm gonna have to call back with a different name. We'll talk later. Yeah, you were caller number
3: uh seven. We're looking for caller number ninety five, everybody <laughs>
4: Have a good weekend, boys. See ya, Spark guy.
3: Fun fact, uh, normally whatever caller they ask for, it's still just the first person that calls. Hey, caller number 95. You're like, wow, am I caller 95? Well, you know, you're caller one, but we want to make it sound like 95 people called in. Is this the aforementioned Glenn? We're just a Glenn. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how you doing, Bart?
3: Hey, sorry to force you on the air, but.
1: Oh, that's okay. I mean, when you guys start talking crazy about facing your fears, I figure I gotta call you back. So
3: it's your first time on the radio.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, I've been on the radio. Oh okay. I've got a face for radio.
3: You know, people say that about me a lot. I don't see it. I, I think I'm charming and handsome. But what'd you call about earlier?
1: Well, you know, I'm one of probably one of your older listeners. Uh, oh yeah, the coin years, flip. Fifty years ago, I don't know if that's a draft pick, but Fitzgerald flipped uh, for the number one pick in. And I think everybody in the state of Wisconsin was on pins and needles back then. I was 20 years old at the time. I'm still.
3: Was that up. on TV or how did you like see it? You know,
1: I, you, you know, you're. That's funny you're bringing that up because I think it was a local broadcast, one of the local stations uh, aired it. I, you know, I, I'm going. That's 50 years ago. I'm having trouble remembering that. But uh, that was pretty exciting. And I told uh, your screener there that. What's his name? Tim. Tim Shea. Tim Shea. Yeah, born in Canada. When I yeah, I I heard that, so when I I I told Tim that you know a great trivia question over the years was who was taken second by the Phoenix Suns and it and the name Neil Walk.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't know.
1: Yeah, over ten years he played in, as a center in the NBA, he was the second after Cinder came here Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Neil Walk was taken second, and that's a, a great trivia question over the years who went after Lou L. Cinder, you know.
3: See, this worked out for all because you face your fears, you're on the air, we're yeah, instantly becoming not... best friends, and yeah. you just enlighten the audience. This was a, a great call, three-pronged all the way around.
1: Now, one other th- one other thing. Can I give you my most excited that ended up a bust?
3: Absolutely.
1: Tony Mandrich.
3: Oh, you were excited for that?
1: I was excited for Tony. <laughs> I mean, all we saw were films of him pancaking people in the big, you know. Back in my, you know, back in the football days with Wisconsin and Michigan State and, you know, all of football and him, they've shown just massive blocks by this guy. So what a, what a pick.
3: And then the worst part about that, well, I mean, he sucks. So that was bad. But then the, yeah. the, the the rest of that top five, I think you have four other Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah. That's, that's
3: Troy <laughs> and I think Derek Thomas, Dion and Barry Sanders were the other ones in the yeah. top five.
1: Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And then. Didn't he later, after he got himself straightened out? Didn't he? He ended up playing a few years for somebody, but I forget who. Knows. I think he
3: went to the Colts.
1: Was it the Colts? Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. And Mikowski wound up there afterwards too,
1: for like a day. Yeah, Don Mikowski.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right, Glenn. Great call. Thanks, buddy.
1: All right. Have a great weekend.
3: All right. You too, Glenn. Calling back. See ya. We forced him. We forced him on the air, and he called in. See. Good stuff. Great call. Uh, who, what else are you guys saying as far as the most excited? I really think... I just feel like mine was Thonmaker. Because I did the show that morning, and we did four hours of just pure excitement. I think that the way that I acted about Thon then could be the way that I act about uh, Marjan now. Because what excited me, I just saw a little bit of video, and he looked really athletic, and it looked like he was going to be a prospect that if he hit... You know, it could have been, it could have just been incredible. And I thought the way that you're going to win a championship is you need to take big swings and get big hits. You're not going to win a championship, you know, just drafting guys that are going to be in the league for a couple of years and then out. You need to hit. Uh, Thon Maker obviously was not that guy. Thon Maker currently rostered by the uh, Long Island Nets. He was last in Jerusalem, and then with the Cavs before that. Let's bring them all back. Bring Jabari back. He's only 27. Thon Maker is only uh, 25, allegedly. Bring them all back. 414 1250 We're bringing ourselves back in two minutes.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
5: God never gave up on me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everything I had to go through, all the adversity and no one believed in me, you know, yeah, this is special.
2: Kevin just talked about how unorthodox your journey has been. Yeah. One of the things that I find most curious about you is the year you took away to kind of commit to just training, not right. with a team. What have you learned about yourself?
5: You know, I learned that, uh, you know... I'm a warrior, you know, you know, you can just throw me out there and I'm going to figure it out. And I I know I I found God, you know, and God led me through my hardest times of my life. And, you know, I I thank him every day now. And uh, I thank my grandma uh, and this for my grandpa, you know, Uh, I'm I'm living for his legacy, you know, and I just want to, I just want to be great.
3: 12.50 AM, The Fan, I'm Bart Winkler. Tim Shea is here, Wendy's Big Show, coming up at 10. Sparky's Midday Madness we will have the Fan Afternoon Show, Toby and Sam, and the uh, Baseball Post Game Show tonight after Brewers and Blue Jays. You're in tonight, Timmy? You're back in? I'm back
0: in. Oh, back in the okay. saddle, Tim. You don't have to work tomorrow morning, do you? No. Tomorrow is my first day off in 13 days. Wow. wow. Excited about that.
3: Well, I mean, are you counting Tuesday when you were late? Yes. Okay. All right. An hour late. Basically a day off. I was thirty-five. <laughs> I round up. All right. So Marjan Beauchamp is the pick at twenty-four. Hugo Besson, the Bucks apparently are getting at fifty-eight as well. But here's a breakdown from ESPN on Beauchamp. It says he's got the ideal physical tools for a wing, measures over six six with a near seven one wingspan, allows him to defend anywhere from point guards to power forwards thanks to his excellent lateral quickness and the strong intensity he displays. He doesn't need plays called for him to find his offense, doing most of his scoring by running the floor in transition, cutting off the ball, crashing the glass, getting downhill off handoffs and attacking closeouts. Bo ball handling and perimeter shooting will need to continue to improve to carve out a role, but he's on an excellent trajectory and seems to have more potential to grow into, an, into his age. Uh, than most suspect. That was also my first time reading anything ever, so thank you for going along with that journey with me. The Athletic, a little harsher, John Hollinger prior to the draft said that he has been the recipient of much first-round chatter, which is going a bit overboard for what projects to be an energy guy. He shot 27% from three, 72% from the line, mostly playing as an undersized four was also the same age as most of the sophomores in this draft. It's not like he destroyed the G League either. Bochamp is a 7-foot wingspan he can use to stronger effect defensively and on the glass. That's why he might be able to get away with playing a 4 in the pros. More skill development could eventually allow him to play the 3. That's where he would add the most value if he could pull it off. So that's ESPN, and then that's the athletic. Uh, I could tell you someone who probably does not like the pick and that's our guy Ram on the north side. What's up, Ram?
5: What's going on, Bart?
3: Hey, so is this guy a true hooper, or what's the deal?
5: No. Matter of fact, that team, the Ignite, has a kid from Milwaukee that's on there that did make the draft, Mike Foster Jr. And, um, you know, I'm not really big on G League guys, you know. And what you just read sounds like a energy guy that's a draft and develop. So it's not an impact player. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a shooting guard. That's what I wanted. I want. I want, I want a shooting guard. Just like the Packers don't get receivers, the Bucks don't get shooting guards. Ray Allen was the next. Last uh, next your guy, the your
3: guy Foster Jr. Has agreed to a deal with the Sixers.
5: He didn't even make the drive. Yeah. You know, so I would even take in a lot Williams from uh, Wake Forest. He's ACC player of the year. But, you know, I'll say this. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I met Wayne Embry. My dad took me actually into his office. They were down at the McDonald's behind the uh, uh, the old Mecca, and I think Bre- Wayne Embiid was the, the last best GM that the Bucks ever had. And it's just a fall off after that, you know. So like you said, you know when you look at some of the draft picks over say the last 10 years, I guess you can say maybe Giannis, and then the Bucks gave up on Parker. And, and just to say Parker, when you look at Bob Myers.
3: Well, not maybe Giannis. I mean, Giannis yeah, is the best. Giannis,
5: well, yeah, Giannis. Giannis, in that, in that time period, you know, he was, he was the best. But I just say the Bucks gave up on Parker. Especially your Warriors guy like me, when you look at Bob Myers and uh, Clay Thompson, Curry, and Looney, they had major service, it, major service and major they still with their team. And they got four titles. So that's just a, as a backdrop, you know, going forward is that I really question, like, who's who's on the scout team for the Bucks. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm really, like, they keep changing. They keep changing every year. I don't know if you're going to get any continuity, you know what I mean?
3: Are you going to apply?
5: <laughs> Maybe I should.
3: Hey, you know, I, I used to think, and forgive me for this, but when I started,
5: wait, I used wait, to I think. I got a question to ask you. Well, please. hold on. Oh,
3: I, yeah, I, all I, got, I got this party okay, show okay, here. Go it's party show. Okay, go ahead. Well, I just used to think that everybody that called in was stupid. But now I realize you guys might be smarter than everybody else. I mean, you're scouting these guys. Ron and Rome said that maybe Jackie Bradley Jr. needs to see an eye doctor, and guess what? That's all he needed to do. Right. Yeah. So I apologize for my my young, brazen days.
5: But, you know, sometimes the guy that's in the back of the room who knows a lot and people just kind of shun and draw them out, they don't listen to him. They don't they listen to a guy that's shiny to that come from the Ivy League school who might not know anything, but he just knows the owner. Mm. But, you know, <laughs> when it comes to uh, scouting, I go back to the Ron Wolf thing. He had 100 scouts with the Packers, and the Packers were very successful.
3: Well, that could be too many cooks. Around.
5: Case in point, right? So what, what were you going to ask me? I was going to ask you about your brother. Like, that's a winning culture.
3: Yeah, my, my brother's a winner. It's, it's
5: a winning family culture. Like, you, you, when you watch after the game, the championship, how the families and the kids, that's a culture, and that's something the Bucks don't have.
3: Dude, the Warriors, is, it's, it's, it's like unfair. It, 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 well,
5: yeah, but you can build a culture. It's
3: so like, they have this era where they're so good, and then they have the one ownership group that's willing. They don't care about the luxury tax. Nah. So why they don't care, do so they want to win. And then when they get hurt... When they get hurt, that allows them, when all their guys get hurt, that doesn't mean the end of a dynasty. Absolutely. That means they have the ability to retool in the draft, and you do have all these guys coming up. And that's why this is such a great spot for Baldwin Jr., because there's not any, like, with with Bo Champ for the Bucks, Right. there's not a lot of pressure on him, but we're, we're going to be like, all right, this guy needs to play. With right. Junior, with Baldwin Jr., there's going to be none of that because they're still developing Wiseman and Kaminga. Right. So Bowen Jr., it's a dream where he's – they couldn't be more ecstatic.
5: Hey, Bart, he's a shooter. That kid can light it up.
3: Well, you want to talk about lighting it up. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You guys may not know this, but there is the possibility that you, one of you out there, actually saw Marjan Bochamp play in Oshkosh when the G League Ignite team – lost 103-93 to 93 to the Wisconsin Herd back in February. In that game, Bochamp was 10-17 tw- uh, with 21 points leading the way for the Ignite. Uh-oh. So how about that?
5: Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, hey, yep. well, I mean. I, yeah, Well,
3: I'm. Your I'm, boy Foster Jr. only at 14. Your guy Jaden Hardy only at 10.
5: Yeah, how about that? I, well, part right, I'm going to say this. You may disagree with me on this. I think the G League should be more like in baseball. So if a guy wants to come from high school and he goes there to develop, but to go just to go there for one year and think that you're going to impact against grown men, polished men, some of them are rehab and coming back. That's not going to happen. That's not. That that's just not. That's not going to happen. This
3: guy has lit
5: up. Yeah. Right. Right. The I'm, just, I'm just saying.
3: Arena in Oshkosh.
5: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... He'll but, do it
3: again, all six long. I
5: mean, remember Joe Alexander now?
3: Oh, God. That was the worst.
5: I <laughs> was all just saying. I mean, you, you sound very excited this morning, just like myself.
3: Okay, you know? what, what, what's the most optimistic you've ever been for a draft pick? Ray Allen. Yeah. Big dog. A lot of people coming in with those, too.
5: Yep, Ray Allen, big dog. But you know why? Because in the basketball world, uh, most people... Can relate to the players that they see play college, especially if they go into the tournament, the, the six four tournament, and that is the backdrop. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Then they say, Okay, I think they're going to translate to the next level. Now, now you got all this other stuff. You got leagues in Australia and in Croatia. You don't see these guys play, you don't know nothing about them. You know, there's no, connection.
3: yeah, Hugo Basone.
5: right? What, hey, hey,
3: he's our guy at 58, man. Hey, all right, Ram, I'm going to say bye to you, all
5: right, Bert. Hey, go Warriors. Yeah, go Warriors all day.
3: Yeah, Hell yeah. Miriam and I are big Warriors fans. That's where we find common ground. Uh, he calls in about the Bucks. Never is anything good to say. Uh, who else are you guys tweeting in? Jair Alexander you were excited for. Did you answer this question, Tim? The draft pick you were the most excited for when it happened?
0: Who were the, Who were you the most excited for? Prince. Oh, Prince. Baseball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're going to go sport by sport, Prince for baseball, football, Packers.
3: Who was I the most excited for like, for the Packers?
0: Who were you most excited for for the Brewers?
3: I don't know. It, it, like, you know, you get excited, but then they're not you're not going to see them for a couple of
0: years. Yeah. Maybe Braun. Who was the fastest to come up? Was it Braun? He was only, what, two years?
3: Yeah, and he was drafted along with uh, Ryan Zimmerman and I think Upton. So they were all in that class. They were on the cover of SI. Who was I the most excited for with the Packers? I was excited for A.J. Hawk because he was a high pick, and Packers rarely had picks that high. So I know I was excited for that one. Uh, Who else would I have been excited for, like really excited? (sighs) Derek Sherrod, no. Oh, B.J. Raji and Clay Matthews. That was fun in '09. 9 That's kind of a combo, Packers. They got drafted in the first round, but the Packers had traded up. I don't know the Packer I was most excited for draft-wise. Uh, well, gosh, I really don't know. I'm looking at the 90s now. Craig Newsome, John Michaels, Ross Verba, Vinny Holiday, Wayne Simmons, T-Buck, Vinny Clark, Tony Bennett, Tony Mandrich, Sterling Sharp, Brent Fullwood. Brent Fulwood was the fourth overall pick? Brent Fullwood. Your boy Kenny Rutgers. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh Tony is uh in Texas.
6: Oh Bart hey, big AU basketball tournament. I'm driving down to San Antonio. I made a pit stop in Waco right now. And uh, I want to talk a little Buck's draft. So I, I think this draft is Alright, well, thanks
3: for setting the scene. That helps.
6: Oh, that hey, just paint the picture here like yep. a nice painting.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Right? 85 degrees here in in Texas. Perfect. So I think this draft pick reminds you of, uh, uh, this is before a lot of your listeners' time, but 86, the Pistons drafted a guy, Dennis Rodman, and this dude was all over the map. Wasn't playing basketball. Was going to all these different junior colleges and all over the place. Not saying this guy's game is like Dennis Rodman, but the potential for, like, under the radar, diamond or rough, I think it's a damn good pick. What do you think?
3: Dennis Rodman
6: not like the game but the player just the the emotion of that of the of the way he when he got drafted reminds me of Rodman you know Rodman always have a, like a little shows emotions on you know after the game or show appreciation for when I don't think this guy's
3: anything him. like Dennis Rodman
6: not like not the emotion though and the story is like Rodman a little bit
3: uh, the emotion they were all crying last night
6: well, all right. What well, way to kill my vibe, Bart. Jeez.
3: Well, you call it say Marshawn Bo It's like Dennis Rodman. I
6: Yeah, the story, man. He's like bouncing around. I mean, the only thing I will say four four high schools, what what's that all about?
3: He was trying to find the
6: best I, fit. Trying to find the best fit. Yeah. Like Rami going to Sacramento.
3: Yeah, Rami's yeah. in Sagtown. Rami was all over Keegan Murray.
6: Oh no, that's got to be great to watch all those games that Robbie just blew off. Now he's actually got to talk about college basketball.
3: Yeah, he's breaking it down. They were live last night. I was watching.
6: Yeah, yeah, that was fun. But uh, as far as the Bucks, I I think it's I, I love that the, this tick was made. I just it's one of those things, kind of like a flyer. Now the last flyer we took that really turned out was probably was Giannis. I mean, you had the sign maker pick. You have like an E. Gillian. Those are all kind of flyer picks, but. When you got a roster like this, it's it's worth a look, man. So
3: yeah, see I that's like, the thing too. Bucks have taken a lot of like these flyers. Yeah, and it's again, you can criticize, you can criticize the ones that are worth criticizing, but the one they hit on, they like they hit on. The one they hit on is the top ten player of all time.
6: That's all it matters.
3: Yeah. That's all right, Dennis all Rodman. Okay, Dennis Rodman.
6: That that's just like the, the story. This kind of reminds me of it. Just you know, a guy that's bouncing around and.
3: You know, his daughter, Trinity, is like the best soccer player in the country right now.
6: I, I actually, uh, uh, yeah, Trinity plays, Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know her, I, too? I, well, I, I, I will say this. About 15 years ago, I was staying at my buddy's condo, Jeez. and Mrs. Rodman was living there. And I saw, yes, the daughter was uh, staying there, Trinity, with the, the son, DJ. And she had a big, uh, Mrs. Rodman had a big tattoo on her back, Mrs. Rodman. So that's how I was able to, to identify her.
3: You know, I thought Ryan Horvath was the biggest name dropper I've, I've ever talked to. You but jeez,
6: I had a story to go along. With you know
3: you. everybody.
6: Hey man, I'm in town next week. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be in town. With Sweet up, Brewer game. You and Timmy Shay, let's do it.
3: All right, see you, buddy. Eighth row. Yes, eighth row sounds good.
6: All right, talk to you soon.
3: Bye. Tony, Texas knows the whole world. Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight joins us next.
0: I wake up to go to Scrub-a-dub. I want to join the Scrub-a-dub Scrub Club. Wash your car every day if you want. It's one low price starting at $13 per month. Scrub-a-dub club. I wanna go to Scrub-A-Dub To join the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Hard to say, easy to use Sign up at Scrub-A-Dub I wanna join the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Hard to say, easy to use Wash your car every day if you want one low price starting at $13
3: a month. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. That was Tim Shea. I was going to do the read today and not play a song, but with Kevin Holden joining us for a few minutes, I know you're a big fan of that. So a little Tim Shea for you, Holdy. Uh,
7: so I got to tell you that that song has, has hopped
5: time zones.
7: <laughs> um, Uh-oh. But- we were, we were on a little trip. I know that's a shock. Wifey and I were on a little trip last week yeah. and Monday morning we woke up like 430 in the morning in Boston to try to get back here, you know, for all the stuff that was going on Monday. And on the way out, we're, we're getting, getting the hotel shuttle at five something in the morning and that Whitney Houston song is playing on the speaker and I'm not awake yet. So on the way to the shuttle, the, I walk by this group of people and out loud, I want to join the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. And they're looking like, what? What is that? So, yeah, Eastern Time Zone, welcome to the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club.
3: I don't know if they have any Scrub-A-Dubs in Boston. Well, maybe we could, uh, you know, maybe maybe the, the music won't just help people learn about Scrub-A-Dub, but it will help people will like want to franchise Scrub-A-Dubs. Maybe that'll be the spread. <laughs> With Tim it's Shea. time.
7: Timmy? Timmy's going to cause Scrub It Up to go worldwide.
0: Timmy's had a tough week here on the fan. Sorry. I'm looking for a really good picture of Kevin Holden right now, and there's one of him holding some ice cream up. So. Oh, great. Just something to use. Sorry. Yes, bad week.
3: Yeah, Timmy, uh, well, he keeps playing bad audio Tuesday. that keeps popping up during my show, uh, so that's bothering me. And then Tuesday he was late. I don't know if he told you that.
7: Oh, he told me about it. He he uh, he wasn't singing the scrub song on that drive-in.
3: No, he was singing the march of the pirate walking the plank on Tuesday. He thought he was <laughs> done for. You should have seen his face. It was as white as a ghost. He, somehow, there's a shade of whiter, more white than Tim's face currently, and that's the color it was.
7: <laughs> the, the next shade up from alabaster. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, not that, not that I want to go into story time can I can I give you my no my we own? only
3: had you on to rip on Tim I don't know what you wanted to talk about
7: I like <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing to do you you know I this is where I started when my my first job was in radio when I was literally a teenager right and uh we I was working for a station we used to run uh church services on Sundays on cassette tape how long ago was that and uh you know every half an hour you'd pop one in and and you'd go right so I, I popped in a, a cassette tape one time. It was a half hour, and I laid down for five minutes. I woke up 50 minutes later. Ooh. We had dead air for 20 minutes, and I woke up to the preacher of the next church standing over me with the cassette in his hand.
3: Wow.
7: How did I keep that job?
3: Wow. Did I ever tell you about my first TV job, what I had to do? I don't think I did. No. So before I was a reporter, I worked as a board op guy at a UPN station. And even though this is like, Oh four, the technology there was like 84. So I had to edit commercials into the VHS tape. Cause we would record, we would record on satellite, like animal adventures and those kind of shows that play on Sunday mornings. And then I would have to, with this little like scroller drop in my judge Mathis promos, drop in my uh, PSAs and my, you know, that I said I'd have to do it uh, video wise. And then we would play the tapes back on the air. So at four o'clock I'd have to put in the tape for judge Joe Brown and then just watch it go. And I would call my buddies and say, Hey, turn on channel five real quick. And then I would just press pause and the, the pause button would show up on the channel. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm playing. We had a channel. I'm just playing off a VCR.
7: It was so low rent. That's, Tell me you made money off of somebody by calling him up and saying, "Hey, I bet you, I bet you, I can pause what you're watching right now."
3: Uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't do that, and I should have. The problem was I didn't have any money to uh, wager, as my check bounced three times from that place. No. Oh seriously? yeah, 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 yeah. That was <laughs> that was that was rough. Hey, one more thing about Tim Shea. He was born in Canada. He just told me i didn't know that
7: stop that's not right is it right
0: yeah you didn't tell them that ever uh, it never comes up there's no need to bring it up because tim texted me no, yesterday th- he said if the brewers win
3: in honor of the blue jays i will sing oh canada for my canadian heritage so i thought okay maybe his parents i don't know he said t- tell him the story
0: tim i i was born a month early and my parents were up in canada on vacation vacation and i popped out a little early yeah he's born in vancouver oh timmy is ike Brazlowski.
3: yeah that's what i that's exactly what i called him <laughs> i said i knew there was something fishy about you this ain't uh, this is an american show i am an american
0: no you're international what did i tell you during one of the breaks I said that I have to renew something every year and I don't. So
3: no, no, not, not good enough. You were born where you were born. I'm going to call ice on your ass. (laughs) I swear to God. If
0: if there's a car that shows up.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Deport this guy, get him out of, get him out of here. Hey, Kevin, one thing, do you have any, any Canadian bashing you want to do with me or no?
7: I I don't know if I can recover from this. I, I'm no. just picturing me the next time he calls me, just like, you you, you trying to speak that Canadian. You better speak American, boy.
3: <laughs> Tim, Tim's going to call you at the border, but the Canadian border.
7: They got me, Kevin. I, I'm just like, there's so many thoughts in my head right now. The next time I see him, I'm going to offer him bacon and then he can't yeah. have it because it's not Canadian
0: bacon.
3: Is that why you guys hang out at McGuire's because nobody ever goes there? They don't know where to look. (laughs) Ah. See you there tonight
0: after the post-game show.
3: Hey, Kevin. uh, What's up? We're asking people. So the NBA draft was yesterday. You're aware of that. We're we're asking people, what's the most excited you've ever been for a draft pick? So I'm making you dig deep in your fandom. Wow. Mine, sadly, I think is Thon Maker. Cause the day that after he got drafted, I did the show the next day and it was a four hour Thon maker party because my thinking was they basically drafted Giannis again. Uh, and that was very wrong. So I'm trying, like I'm reserving an opinion today. I don't want to be wrong again.
7: It's, <laughs> it's uh huh? I mean, not to, not to take the obvious, but I, my, it's probably Jabari. Um, just because at that time, the thought was that that pick was going to flip the franchise around. And, and, uh, since, you know, since we're in story time, you know, I got a Jabari story, right. From that, from that night, from draft night. Um, we, uh, Earl arms, you know, Earl arms. Yeah. Earl. Yeah. Yeah. We used to work for us. It works. Now, uh, does a couple of things around the, the city. Earl's Earl's fantastic. He moved and away
3: and then he came back. Right.
7: Yeah, I went in the news down in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and, I mean, come on, man. This is Wisconsin. You can't, you know, this is home for him. Milwaukee is home. He, uh, <laughs> he, he was at uh, the draft party that night, and we were using, this is when we were first using this equipment where instead of having to go live from those big trucks with the, you know, the big arms on the top, now you can go live from a backpack, except we decided to start using it before it was actually, you know, usable technology. So I tossed to Earl that night, you know, and, and I, he's up on this monitor next to me and I tossed to him and I go, Earl, is it true that the Bugs Brass were hugging and high-fiving when Jabari wasn't taking number one and they could take him number two? And they, and they pop Earl up and he isn't moving because the technology froze. And so he just sat there that still was staring at the screen for like, you know, five seconds or whatever, because, because his shot's dead. It's just a a still shot of him. And they come back to me. And I said, I think Earl would tell you that they did (laughs) high five. (laughs) You can hear the laughs in the studio. (laughs) That was fun.
3: Yeah, that's a good story. I thought you were going to tell me like Jabari Parker came on, uh, your airwaves and was mad at the bucks. And then the bucks have hated us ever since, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that story better. Is that, is that, uh, is that what happened? So you're going to be in next week. I'm told.
7: Yeah, man. I, so this is the first time since the pandemic. I mean, since, you know, since COVID and uh, I mean, there's, there's obviously a, a lot at play. The world was, was shut down, and then we were all at home forever, and, you know, a lot has changed in that time. So, yeah, man, I'm, i am i got to tell you, I'm, I'm really pumped. I, You know, I always say it, but uh, I'm not kidding, that it's a blast every single time. It is so much fun to come in and talk sports and see the guys and hang out during the breaks and raid your vending machine for all your Mountain Dews. Like, it's going to be great.
3: Oh, let me tell you about that. Uh so Kevin Holden next week's gonna be doing the fan afternoon show all week. Very excited. I have I don't know if you like Diet Mountain Dew Zero, but that's what I've been drinking now. And yeah. so I've got a 12 pack in the fridge. You can take you can take some. Seriously? Yeah, you can have some because I've been buying sodas now because uh inflation hit us hard here and sodas are now a full dollar and not seventy five cents.
7: Oh, that's happened at our place too. In fact, in fact, if you use credit, it's a dollar ten, and I want to know who's getting that ten cents.
3: Oh, see, we can't even use credit. No, no, we still have world's first vending machine. All of our equipment <laughs> you remember the t v place I was telling you about our equipment's older. We had to dial you to call you to get you on the show. We had to use our rotary phone
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm picturing you, like, Timmy's back there with a razor blade splicing uh, a reel, you know, splicing, like, actual film to get yep. something on.
3: That's how we played the Marjan Beauchamp, uh, the, uh, the the interview. That's how we played that. I think, you know, just to talk about that for a minute, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I saw the video of him, and he looks fine. It looks, he looks athletic. I think one thing that horse said last night was, he might be our second most athletic player behind Giannis, which I think that's a low bar to cross. <laughs> because you, I mean, like Drew's good and Chris is good, but then you looked at some of those other guys that were out there. Like I need I need minutes, and they needed minutes from an athletic guy, and not George Hill and not Wesley Matthews. And we all love these guys, right? But to get some more, I just somebody that can play fast. So that's why I'm 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 liking the pick more than I'm not liking the pick.
7: Yeah, you hit you literally hit right on the phrase. Usually when it comes to a draft pick there's a phrase. There's usually something that's dropped during the press conference. Some some turn of phrase that is the defining moment, you know, how, how they felt about the pick and how they felt about the direction of it. And you keyed on the exact phrase that I I keyed on, which when they said he might be our second most athletic player behind Giannis, it meant that instead of having X need, you know, at X position trying to fill, you know, some, something specific like that. They're just looking for somebody that could go. And, and, and the first, as soon as you said it, that first thought I had was the minutes of Grayson Allen, George Hill comboed in Boston and how, you know, they, they, they would like to avoid that if they can in the future. I, I, I'm totally with you. I don't know if we're talking an Oshkosh guy or if we're talking a guy who's, who's going to, you know, crack some kind of rotation right away. I I do not know, but I know, They just wanted somebody with that kind of athleticism, that kind of, you know, ability to sort of offset what they had. And I mean, you know, they, he played against the herd. They've got a good scouting report on him. You know, I don't, I don't mind it.
3: Did you get that tape yet? Did you get, I just found that out this morning. He had, he had 21 points in February against the herd.
7: We showed last night. um, And (laughs) whenever a draft pick is made, the first thing we do is where can we find video right because we're, oh, yeah. we're gonna put this there and uh there's there's a couple of different classes of player there's a, when they take a good uh college player from a great college program you can always find that video right away and they took this name <laughs> you hear the name announced marjan boche but i am my and my head goes down because i'm like how are we going to find this video and <laughs> our editor who is just a lifesaver. His name is Bill. He's amazing. Bill comes out from, from this room in the back and he goes, uh, I've got six minutes of file of this guy coming to you. And I'm like, wow. okay, I'm buying you a case of beer.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, Nice. Okay. Yeah. He played uh February 21 points. He was 10 to 17. Now our beloved herd got the win that night. So that was uh great to see. One more thing I want to ask you regarding the brewers. Cause we've been, Talking about them a lot this week. Less today because they won yesterday. So that's kind of been the pattern. They lose. Everybody freaks out. They win. We all go with our our merry way. Brewers have split so far, 6-6 six and six against the Cardinals this year. Getting the win yesterday, splitting the series. I think that one thing that's going to be very interesting as we move toward this playoff is there's a buy now. And I don't know that we realize if that's good or bad yet. Obviously, you ask anybody, do you want to buy? They're going to say yes. But you're going to give these guys four or five days off? I mean, the Brewers slowed down last year because they had nothing to play for, and then it cost them against the Braves. So I don't know how big of a thing that's going to be. It's almost like you don't want to not have the buy, but then if you do not have the buy and then you play, you might be better off than the team. So there's a risk involved in it. I just – that's what I look forward – or look at this year later on.
7: You know what I wonder is, can the, it, so if the Brewers were somehow in that position, if they were in the spot where they could get a bye uh, in the, that first round of the playoffs, could they instead opt to play the Reds three times? Like, not, not to decide the Reds advancing, but just let's play a couple exhibition games. Let, you know, no, they could play – maybe,
3: maybe they can play each other. That'd be good. Or they can play themselves.
7: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be all right. I'm with you, though, because there is – uh on the rest versus rust debate rest has this way of doing weird things to good teams man <laughs> there's a whole half of Peyton manny's career that was defined by that on the football side and and on the baseball side you know we see it year after year now where it's no longer like the best team coming in you know you have wild card teams it's just about getting in and getting hot and it is hard you getting in is great but it's hard to get hot when you're watching everybody else play. And, and, and again, I again You know, when you're talking injuries, you're talking about, you know, wear and tear on pitchers. That's a good thing. But when you're just talking purely momentum, I'm with you, man. It's because well,
3: baseball, the it, baseball, it, it, it benefits. It's like the baseball playoffs are built for the five or 60. They're built for, you know, the NFL playoffs aren't built that way. And the NBA is not built that way. And you don't try to be that team on purpose. You don't, you don't try to be like, let's barely get in, but not be good enough to win our division. But that seems to be with, that
7: seems to be who benefits in the, in the baseball playoffs. Six months, they play pretty much every day. And if they take them out of that routine by not playing for several days, it's going to disrupt routines. And I I mean, is, is there a profession that you know, that is more routine based than a baseball player? I don't know if there is.
3: No. And then it's, yeah, it's like a whole, I almost, I almost want to go back to when just two teams made it. (laughs) AL West champ, AL East champ. You got to win 96 games to get in.
7: You never see the national league. The thing about that too is, you know, then, then, then you have places that, uh, that don't, you know, don't get the joy of, of advancing to the playoffs. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at Timmy's home team, the Blue Jays, at 39 and 30. <laughs> and it's not going to work for them in this case.
3: Yeah. Who are you rooting for today, Shay? The Brewers. And hey, not your hometown team. Vancouver, my home. Vancouver, my home. There's no better place than Vancouver, my home.
7: Yeah. All
3: right, Kevin. Hey, good to talk to you. Can't wait to hear you next week. Be good. Love you. Kisses.
7: You guys, you guys are the best. Scrub a dub for life. Oh, here we go. So alive,
6: every neighborhood and street. My son sings this. <laughs> is this. I think
3: this is the Wisconsin, not the Arizona one.
6: I am from, Milwaukee. It's the place I am heart
3: from heart Vancouver. My parents had a vacation. I so was born you, one month too soon. I don't renew well. my... <laughs> <laughs> Oh geez. Wrong. All right, Vancouver, my home. See you, Kevin. See you, guys. Kevin Holden. Ryan Horvat next.